Welcome back to episode 194 of Tallboy Radio. Now you will notice that I don't have my regulars with me tonight, but still we'll find out where it goes when the beer flows. I have a guest host and a guest, so I am doubly honoured, and you will notice that mine is the only accent from the UK tonight. So, Matt, did you want to introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about the podcast that you host. Sure. My name is Matt Freitz. Some people call me Matty Ice. Some people call me the Iceman. I am the host of two shows, the Iceman and Coach Sports Show, which we do every single week. And I also am a sneaker aficionado, as witnessed from back here. And I have a podcast called Fire Footwear, a sneaker podcast, which is easily the more popular of the two. Very big in the UK, by the way. So that is me. And I'm just here to help out because you guys helped us out back when I was actually in the UK. So I'm happy to be here. Absolutely, absolutely. And we, we appreciate that. And we appreciated the invite as well. It was nice to catch up with Brad in a very different setting. Oh, yeah. He loved it. And honestly, I thought it was was awesome. And it was great to come back from experiencing your country to listen to it and sort of have those experiences in my mind as I listen to you guys, because the perspectives are different and very fortunate to have, have traveled internationally out of the States. So I have different perspectives from different places in the world I've been to. And I think that's always a good thing. Indeed, indeed. Now, speaking of different perspectives, we have a very different perspective tonight on Tallboy Radio. So, Shikat, did you want to say hello to our listeners and tell us a little bit about what it is that you do? Sure. Uh, my name is Shikat Sibai, and I am based in the U.S., but I'm originally from India, and I am a hypnotherapist and a past life regressionist. So I do something which a lot of people are not aware about, and that is past life regression. And that's what we are going to talk mostly about today. And I am looking forward to uh, just all kinds of questions people have in their mind regarding past life regression and hypnotherapy. Indeed, indeed. So it's not something that I massively understood. I mentioned it to Matt and it, you know, was it in your wheelhouse? No, not at all. Hmm. <laughs> so I think we're both going to be learning something tonight then. So Absolutely. Tell us, yeah, tell us a little bit about how you got into it then. So this was not something which was anywhere in my plan to be. I was an IT professional for most of my life, I can say. I moved to the US in India in the year 2000, and I moved here for a job in IT. So I was a computer programmer, and then later on uh, became a web applications project manager, and just happy with my life, uh, being in the IT world and having a passion of food. So every time I thought about an alternate career, my mind always went towards you know doing something about food. And lo and behold, my complete game plan changed, my journey changed, my purpose changed. Uh, three years ago in October, I had a sort of uh, immense uh, spiritual awakening and um, that completely shook me up to the core. And the most logical brain I had shifted gear towards something so paranormal, so different, so spiritual. And I started feeling and having a weird kind of experiences at that point in time. That's what I call it weird. By the time I kind of my kind of my uh, got my head around everything, I understood that I was to be doing something more towards humanity, helping people 
figure out problems and issues in their lives. And that's when I got my past life regression done by somebody and I found out that I was a healer in a past life and that's what I needed to continue in this life too. And so I got certifications in hypnotherapy and past life regression. I also got trained by one of the pioneers in past life regression, that is Dr. Brian Weiss. And he's a well-known name in the US and even in India. And uh, uh, he has written quite a few books and he himself was actually uh, a mainstream psychiatrist studied at Yale University. And that's how then I, a year ago, actually opened up my own uh, business uh, clinic out here. And I started having uh, clients come over and also remotely. And I started doing past life regression. So it is amazing how something so unknown can bring such a big impact in your life. And I will talk more about it. And then you will understand what I mean a big impact in your life by past life regression. Yeah, definitely. I tell you, my first question then would be to hear about your experience. Mm -hmm. First of all, what was your approach when you first had that spiritual Did you go into it really open-minded? And tell us a little bit about what you found out. So, of course, I was very nervous because I, as I said, I was living a very happy, content, and a normal life, like a normal person does. Uh, I have two beautiful daughters and my husband, and we have, you know, just just everyday family. And there was nothing uh, out of ordinary happening with me. But when my spiritual awakening started happening, I started getting these visuals, like so many visuals of things which I had never seen before. And I started feeling the connections which I had not felt before with people in my life. Uh, within the family also, I found out I had a soul connection with my brother, with my nephew, with my cousin. So it was like beyond like not normal and then i was obviously feeling very very strange about it but the good thing is unlike many other people my family was very very supportive of me and uh, they kind of understood that i was not like being schizophrenic or having these uh, things because i was going through something uh, abnormal in my mind but they kind of helped me understand that, okay, you know, you need to do something about it, then go ahead, explore the options, see what you can do about it. And that's when I went to a professional to get my past life regression done. Now, at first, of course, it made me feel like, was I making this up? Was I imagining things, what I was seeing? It was like I was in a dream, but it was an induced dream. And these were these visions of places I have never visited before in my current life. And I was seeing things which I have not read about in my current life. And I went, like, I found out that I was this high priest in Greece doing something like for Zeus. And I mean, I am a Hindu. I believe in all other religions, definitely. But I don't know much history about so many other religions. And then I landed up to be a monk in Sri Lanka. And so it was very strange who I was in my past lives. But then when I brought it all together, then it completely makes sense that 
all the experiences I was having and all the connections I was feeling towards these people were so relevant in this life. And what did they mean in this life to me as a person, as an individual was so much more, like I became so much more aware of these things. And um, yeah, it, it was, and, and also like I had so many problems physically. Uh, I had fibromyalgia for so many years and I did not understand where all this pain and ache was coming from. But then when I went into my past lives, I was told that uh, I had very traumatic um, death experiences in my past lives. I was thrown for so many, so many times I was murdered thrown off a cliff and things like that. And that's why all those pains and aches I was feeling in this life were just coming from there. So it was very bizarre, uh, to say the least, to uh, go through that regression and see my past lives in that light. Indeed. Is that something you've ever been interested in, Matt, looking into that for yourself? I mean, to be honest with you, when I when I hear this, I think about how a lot of people will say, oh, in a past life, you must have been this. And we sort of casually say that whenever somebody has some feeling of familiarity with a situation that they've never been a part of. And it depends on your spiritual beliefs. Now, as somebody who is not really spiritual at all, it's this is not something that I, I would denounce in any way, because I think that everybody has different experiences over their lifetime that affect them in certain ways. And is it possible that people have had a previous life that gets them to here because i can tell you in my life there have been times when i thought i don't understand how i got through that because i've never been through it or i've never had an experience that would allow me to get through this because sometimes we we come up and bump on, up on times in our life where it feels like it's impossible like we're not going to get through it and people when you say like somebody's an old soul that's implying that they've had some other life somewhere that would make them older than what they actually are. And sometimes I do feel that way. Now, have I ever gone about trying to find that out in my life? No, but I think the idea of any type of past trauma, whether it's in this life or any other type of life or past life that we have, I think getting down to the core of that is helpful for a lot of people. And I think what you're doing is in that same vein, and it's just a, an alternative way. And I think that in today's world, especially in the United States, like alternative medicine is seen differently than just quote unquote traditional medicine. But I think that a lot of people are embracing those types of things because they want to get to the bottom of what is hurting them. They want to get to the bottom of why do I feel this way or why am I experiencing life in this way? And so I find this very fascinating. There you go. There you go. But yeah, it is interesting. We have these expressions, even just something as deja vu that that feeling as though you've been somewhere before. So these things that Matt's talking about there and things like deja vu, those are sort of experiences that people who come and visit you will have typically had and that you can induce from them when, through your hypnosis? Yeah, I mean, so usually the people who come to me, there are some people who are just curious uh, about past life regression and they will book a session for two hours and they'll come in and they just want to see what it does, what it looks like. And uh, they experience it and um, they have something, I would say like a normal, ordinary, nothing, nothing exciting happening and they'll just look at it and then they will find something which then they will connect to and they'll understand that, oh, this is the reason why I am like that, 
or why this particular situation in my life is because of this. So it's all about how they see their current life. But then there are people who are already in that situation where they don't know what is going on in their life. They're already, you know, like some people will come in, they, they are such good people and they are struggling to find out that why can't they stay in relationships or why in spite of working so hard in their life, they're constantly not being able to have a successful career and things like that. So when that happens and when they come in, uh, and I'll give you a few examples here, and when they come in, then they realize that there's some kind of block that is there in their past life, which they need to release. They need to learn that lesson, which they needed to learn from a past life. And they need, when they remove that block or when they learn that lesson, then it is that they start moving ahead in their current life. So I'll give you a very interesting example of one of my clients. Uh, and she was one of my first clients, of first few clients. And she's from India and um, it was, she was a very, I mean, she is a very, very smart lady. Like she is so good at learning everything. And she is a top notch physicist and um, she plays a lot of instruments. But then when she came to me, she expressed to me that every time she goes to take a lesson from somebody, then like if the lesson is for six months, if she had to learn an instrument or whatever she had to take the lesson for, after three or four months, when she started becoming better and better at learning the lesson, for whatever reason, her teacher would get upset with her, leave her, get transferred. So in short, she was not getting the entire knowledge in one go when she needed to get and she was always disturbed about this a lot because she was saying that i'm trying so hard from my side to learn everything but it's almost like my teacher doesn't want to teach me and something blocks it so i said okay let's try this regression and i wasn't even this was just a regular hypnotherapy for her and then i said okay let me try something with you i will go into a past life and see if you can see something or we can find something which will help you so she did and then she landed into a life where she was actually a sage in india she was a learned saint and she used to live in a village and in this village there were a lot of people who used to just give her uh, arms donations so that she could make you know her day and she could live a life in that village without having to really go and do a job but what the villagers were really expecting in return was just her blessings, uh, just, you know, their, her to bless them to have a good life. That's how, you know, in India, the saints do give their blessings. But she was so arrogant because of all the knowledge she had. And she was so egoistic and she wanted to hold on to that knowledge and thinking of giving those blessings to those people made her like i should not do it and because of that that thing was blocking her because in this life now she is expecting something from these people 
and these people were not giving it to her in the you know in the entirety of it and that's only because she was the way she was in the past life and i tell you while she was seeing that past life she was crying like tears were rolling down her cheeks and she was so traumatized at how arrogant she was and the only thing she needed was to give her blessings to those people and so i made her go through that whole process of forgiveness and ask for forgiveness from those people whom she had hurt in that lifetime and that released that block from her life and that made her feel that thing within that humbleness she needed to feel in that lifetime in this lifetime and things started changing for her after that i'm still in touch with her i keep hearing from her how her life has changed so much after that fascinating so, fascinating now we do have a question from a viewer the name sure. is benifa and would like okay. to know do you get a lot of patients who are really skeptical and what demographic do you typically see so yes i do get some people who are skeptical but the people who are skeptical uh, obviously need a lot of evidence and proof behind it and that's when my story comes in when i tell them uh, how i was with such a logical brain uh, doing what i was doing and then i help them understand what it is they are accessing in this past life regression and i actually take them very gradually through their childhood memories and then into their past life and that is a way of transitioning easily but again as i always say that a believer needs no proof and a skeptic for a skeptic no proof is enough so obviously i mean i would go to the extent saying my husband was a skeptic and when i started it was very hard for him to believe that what it could really happen but when he saw me doing the things i was doing uh he started to believe in everything i was doing and so yes obviously i'm not here to convince anybody what is right and what is wrong it is your belief and i also believe when the universe wants you to get that healing and when the universe wants you to get into finding what your blocks in life are then you will automatically become a believer and you will find uh, you know whatever you need to find in your past life too so and as far as demographics are concerned i see a lot of people obviously because in india we always grew up believing in reincarnation and we grew up in believing uh, karma and uh, things like that so a lot of people from india naturally are believers in these things but now i am seeing more and more in uh, us also i get a lot of local clients and these are usually people i would say like women in their early uh, 30s or late you know in their life like 40s and 50s who are still struggling to find the answers from what has happening in their life and sometimes i do get men too uh, i would say men i think they are more left to brain or they uh, hesitate to probably not come out openly with their spiritual side of things but i do get men but i get a lot of children for hypnotherapy but for past life regression yes of course that's my demographic
I hope Chica, I answered I, your question. Sorry. I, yes, it did. I have a question, if you don't mind. Uh, yeah. When I hear this, you know, humanity in, in and of itself is always trying to seek for answers. I think we're always sure. looking to find an answer to some different question. And all throughout the world, people use different techniques to try and find these answers, some to no avail, some to avail. And religion is one of the biggest ways that I see through my experiences that people are looking for these answers in one way or another. Do you encounter people who come in who maybe that religious process has sort of failed in finding these answers and they're still resistant to this process because they believe whatever God it is that they or gods that they believe in are still sort of the, the master of their destiny in a way because there are many people, especially here in the Western world in the United States, who for whom their Christianity and those beliefs are very strong and this will work out because my God is going to get this for me and they still can't find the answers they're looking for. They're still deeply unhappy. Do you find that these people are more resistant and you need to get them to think a little bit differently or are they coming to you because they've exhausted their their ability to understand and they just are looking for another method to find these answers? Okay, that's a good question. So firstly, I am a big believer of God myself. I was a very religious person growing up in a religious household in India. And I still believe a lot in the God I follow, and that's Shiva. And I still feel very strongly connected to Shiva. And in all the times of distress and whenever I have needed to reach out for help, I always reach out for Shiva because that's how I idolize and see God. But I think that obviously a spirituality and religion are two different things. Because when I grew, I grew up in India, I grew up in a Hindu household, uh, but I went to a Catholic school in India. And so all my life in India, when I was in a school, I did my prayers, Our Father in Heaven, and singing hymns, Kumbaya, My Lord. Uh, so I think um, spirituality, when you become a spiritual person, then you rise above religion a little bit. Uh, and you're not tied to just one religion or one God. And you start looking at things that this is the universe where there is a super consciousness. And uh, trust me that since I have stepped into uh, the spiritual side of things, I have also started uh, feeling the presence of Archangel Michael, Archangel Raphael, which I had no idea about these archangels. So when people who are so religiously, uh, you know, like religion becomes a day in their life, like they are so much into that, okay, this is my religion. They start identifying themselves with the religion and they start feeling that, okay, if I take the spiritual side of things or have a past life regression done or I have hypnotherapy done, then I am gravitating towards another religion. But that's not true because religion is just something which has been put into your life so that you can live a life which is more binding by rules and regulations of whichever religion you are following. But when you are in spirituality, then you have achieved this freedom and you are more open in your mind and you know that, yes, of course, there is God. I'm not denying the existence of God. But then identification of God becomes a super consciousness rather than Shiva or 
uh, God or Allah or Jesus or like whoever you believe in. So the identification becomes as one universe, one consciousness. So yes, there are people who are very religious, uh, like you are saying in the US there are, and I live in Pennsylvania, where there are a lot of people who believe a lot in going to the church and they are very religious. And I have a few friends who are actually Orthodox Christians, but then at the same time, they are very spiritual too. And they know how to connect to the super consciousness, which resides somewhere far, far above. Uh, and it's one super consciousness. It does not matter where and who you are in terms of, you know, everything. So you don't identify as yourself from your religion or your country or your color or anything. You are just connected to the super consciousness. And yes, when you feel that I don't know that in spite of being going to the church every day or being in the temple every day and being so religious and saying my prayers so religiously, I'm still having so many problems because I was taught, like people say, I was taught as a kid that, oh, if I go to the church or if I go to the temple, if I go there and I just pray to God and then all my prayers will be answered and then I will find out what my problems are and I'll be giving the solution to the problems. And yes, Matt, when they don't get that from whoever they are praying to, then they look at other options. And that's when things like past life regression come into play. And that's when they want to know that, oh, maybe this was not something which I did in this life. Maybe it is coming from somewhere else. And then they come to me or whoever they need to go for this. You know, thank you. That's very refreshing to hear because sure. I've, I've battled that battle with many people over my lifetime. And I'm not somebody who believes in the concept of God the way that many people do. And I've been asked, how can you be so happy? How can you be so comfortable with who you are if you're not connected to that? And I, like you, or like we just said, sort of believe that it's it's a, a broader, larger idea of where we are headed. And I feel like when I say things happen for a reason, I feel as if yeah. it's not one being or one religion or one portion of the universe that could help with that. It's It's many different things. And I'm just embracing that concept with myself, that my spirituality is sort of being connected to who I am. And so it's refreshing to hear that because I know that there's a lot of resistance to, to any other type of way of thinking outside of, well, this is the way I've been told that I need to think about this. And um, I'm glad that people are more open-minded to other ways of thinking. Yeah, indeed, indeed. That is quite interesting and unique. And just recognizing the difference there between religion and spirituality. I think it's something that the people often confuse that you can be spiritual and not necessarily believe in various deities. Personally, I would consider myself quite spiritual. I do believe in a greater power. However, I have to say, I don't thoroughly profess to understand what that is. So maybe I'm partway along that journey. I don't know. So one of the things you use then, as you've alluded to there, is hypnosis and hypnotherapy to you know, it's, it's, it's the tool to open the can of worms as it were to find out what's inside so one of the questions Stuart asks as well is what techniques do you use to hypnotize people can you talk us through then sure obviously don't go don't go no no it to us, you? <laughs> but I'll be I'm, not to to hypno I'm not going to hypnotize you don't worry. 
good. Um, yeah, I'd be interested to hear how it works. Sure. So uh, there are obviously there are many ways one can be hypnotized. There is rapid induction, which usually is used by people on the stage. And um, that is uh, called stage hypnosis. And many of us have uh, seen and witnessed that. And it makes people on the hypno uh, hypnotist on the stage makes people do weird things. And I think for that reason, a lot of people get scared of being hypnotized, that something will happen, something will, you know, they'll make me do some weird things. And in fact, uh, the funny thing is, uh, I just want to mention my younger daughter, she might kill me for that. But uh, she always hesitates that, oh, please, please, you don't do this to me, because then you'll get all my secrets out. And you know, I'll tell you everything, but that's not the fact because what I do is I do the hypnosis, which is more like inducing a dreamlike state. So you are very, very aware of your being. So it's not like that you, uh, I can't, you can't wake yourself up or you don't know what you're saying and you are just completely, uh, uh, you're not having control of things that are coming out of your mouth. So in fact, when I do uh, the two hour past life regression many a times and the person needs to go to the bathroom, I'll tell them, okay, go ahead, use the bathroom, come back and we'll resume. So you are very, very conscious, but you are able to visualize better. You can see things better. So when the client comes in, I relax them with breathing and then slowly just, you know, get them into a deeper state where they are not having that brain chatter and then they are able to see things or visualize things from what we call the mind's eye so we have a pineal gland and i'm not going to go into very technical things of you know in hypnosis but just to tell you shortly that there is a mind's eye so we use these eyes to see but the mind's eye lets us see the things we can't normally see and that is your subconscious so that's what gets activated and then they are able to visualize things which are just sitting there in their subconscious and they are able to say those things and then tell me about what's going on with them. Uh, if it is hypnotherapy, then they are visualizing uh, things from their this life, uh, their childhood memories. And then I do the inner child healing for them and remove the blocks from this life. But if it is past life regression, then I take them a step further and I tell them to visualize the things which might have happened, not in this life, but in some other life. So that's how it is. But it's very safe. It's very relaxing. People feel very, very calm after uh, these sessions. And it's a lot of healing even to just go through the simple session of that hypnosis which I do with them. And uh, it's amazing that when they come in, they are so lost and flustered and so much in pain. And when they sit on the recliner and there they are, they go into this different world and they're so relaxed, they are so calm when they get up and they, they just describe it as something they have never experienced before. Is it fair to say that hypnotherapy is sort of like what meditation is looking to get to, where you're trying to quiet your mind because it's very difficult to 
to relax, it's very difficult to think about situations because I know people have a hard time meditating because our brains have such a hard time turning off. So now you're letting the control to somebody like you who is going to help clear their mind, quiet their mind so that they can start thinking about these things deeper. That's maybe too much of a generalization, but is that really what hypnotherapy is getting at? Yes, definitely the first part of when I send them into that state of hypnosis is basically sending them into a state of deep meditation. So when they hear my voice, uh, it calms them down and I tell them things which makes them feel that they are entering a meditative state and all the brain chatter they are having, it stops. And then they are able to think things clearly and they're able to access their subconscious mind, which is active for most of us. It's almost like when you are reading a book and sometimes when you get so engrossed in a book, then you start feeling that you are a part of that book or you're watching some movie where you just connect to the movie so deeply that you are just you know, in the movie, you start associating with the character of the movie. So it is a very calming state of mind where your daily chatter that, oh, where do I have to go next? What meeting I have to attend or what do I have to cook? So it just calms you down and you get into that meditative state to a great extent. Yes, definitely. That's what it is. It's an induced meditation. I would go ahead and say that too. So a couple of things you mentioned there, just out of curiosity. So you mentioned mm -hmm. the idea of getting absorbed into a book or a movie, something mm -hmm. that we've seen, that we've, you know, we, we, we feel that we're living and experiencing at that time. Is there a danger that you could, if you had, if you were like a Walter Mitty type character with a very vivid imagination, that the story that you're telling, that you're drawing from your pineal gland or your, your mind's eye, that you could be recanting something that, that, that you've imagined so there are sometimes there are people who think that maybe, you know, I will imagine the whole thing in my mind. But then when they go into the regression, so firstly, I come to know whether they obviously nobody is going to spend so much money to come and imagine things. So when they come in, I come to know if they are thinking and talking or whether they are actually visualizing what they're visualizing because there is a rapid eye movement and the way they talk uh, makes me know that they have actually started to visualize things which are coming to them from somewhere else and not from a movie or the book they have read and they're imagining everything i have had clients where they have had blocks in the beginning itself like oh i can't see anything Oh, it's all dark. I can't visualize. I can't do that. So then what I do with them, I send them back and I tell them to kind of do some kind of meditation and work on trying to quieten their mind a little bit. And then they come back uh, and then they are able to visualize better. But there is, of course, sometimes people also go into a traumatic experience and they have something known as ab reaction when they start hyperventilating and they'll start getting oh this is happening and they'll start crying and so then obviously i am here whether it's online whether it's in person i have techniques to calm them down and make them aware that i am there with them and uh, something very strange that happened with me 
when I attended the Dr. Brian Weiss training uh, this year in New York was that I found out that I have the ability to travel with people in their past life regression. And I could connect with them and be with them in their regression. So many a times I am able to see what they are seeing. And obviously it drains me a, a bit when I do that. So I don't do that very often. But then, then where there are people who are not being able to visualize or having trouble, so I step in, but I don't lead them on with my suggestions. I just am there for standby. So I can see that, oh, uh, this person is actually a man in their past life and they're dressed in a certain way. And then I'll wait for them to say what they're seeing. And that gives me a sort of confirmation that they're not making this up because even before they say what they're seeing, I'll write it down. And then when they say that, they, oh, this is they're seeing, then I know that you know they're telling the truth and they're not just making this up. And that also helps me to understand and uh, explore my abilities as a past life regressionist. Wow, yeah. So I, I used to have a book actually called Encounters with the Past. Mm -hmm. and it, it was written by a chap by the name of Peter Moss, and in it there was a, a seven-inch vinyl, an old vinyl player. Matt, I don't know if you'll remember those. And, right over here. <laughs> and, yeah, when you played it, it was it was a list of past life regressions uh, and, and people experiencing it, and one of those was somebody who had burned to death, and I can tell you it was actually very traumatic to listen to. Have you ever experienced something like that where you've had to coax someone out one of those bad experiences? So actually, I will tell you my own experience in this regard. So when my spiritual awakening started, it started with uh, me having a lot of emotional trauma, but also uh, with a physical trauma. And that was I started having this intense stabbing pain on my right uh, lower side of my uh, abdominal area and I'm like what is happening I never had this pain and so I was actually in the ER two times my doctor wrote me all the tests uh, I had a gallbladder scan done and I was so bewildered and perplexed and even the doctors were frustrated what is this pain so I went through all the tests possible out here in the U.S. to find out what was going on. I had an MRI and everything, everything. And every time the doctor would ask me, what does the pain feel like? And my description to her was that as if something has, somebody has put a knife right there and it's not coming out and the pain is beyond me. And I was on the painkillers, which are like opioids, and I was still not being able to let go of the pain. And then I got my past life regression done. And I found out I was actually stabbed right there in that area and I died. And that regression itself, when that was happening, made me cry so much because I could feel the pain and I could feel the emotions associated because I was dying. And the people whom I loved were there who were crying for me because I was dying. And so... That was my first-hand experience of experiencing that trauma.
but obviously the person who was doing for me she calmed me down and then one of my clients had that kind of a reaction when she found herself drowning and she was like gasping for breath as she was drowning but uh, she was with me and then once again i have to help them pull them out through my words and through you know making them feel that i am there with them they are okay and then do the spiritual healing associated with that trauma so that they can leave that trauma behind but yes it happens um, a lot of people cry during these sessions that i have experienced a lot so there's a lot of tissue i have to keep next to them when they are in that state so yes that happens is there a connection that dreaming has with something like this because you talk about the subconscious how it's always constantly working and we have dreams all the time about scenarios or places that we feel like we've never been to with people that we know in our current life so is it possible that some people who dream more heavily than others maybe have had a more extensive past life experience and that's kind of coming out in their self and their subconscious or is that sort of a different level of science here no definitely i do feel that when we sleep we are traveling into past lives we are traveling into parallel realities because you know their time is not a factor when it comes to you know our universe we time and space are just relative and there is no whatever is going to happen in the future or there are multiple parallel realities as i have come to believe now because there are so many things that happen in our lives which we don't plan for and we can actually switch and move towards those realities and then the dreams as you talk about dreams are also a reflection of what we are thinking at the subconscious level and we are traveling subconsciously into these past lives and we all do an astral travel as i call it when we are dreaming because sometimes when you are in a dream and it feels so real like you are literally there you feel like it is happening and then if it's a good dream obviously you feel good about it but then otherwise it's called a nightmare but the feeling of being there and actually things happening is actually happening because we are traveling to a past life where or a parallel life where it is actually happened or it is going to happen or it you know so it is definitely connected but i think they are doing more and more research and finding out the relation between these parallel realities and the experiences we have when we are dreaming so yeah definitely i do feel they are connected wow interesting interesting and something that you alluded to earlier in terms of so eastern religion something that's very big in that is karma so obviously which i believe is is the is the sanskrit word for consequences mm -hmm. so is is that something that is relevant here the is karma at play when we're reborn i guess i'm asking so i will give and again this is my theory and this is my belief so when we were growing up in india karma or karam is the hindi word or sanskrit word for deeds and so it's whatever it's you accumulate in your previous lives uh, you are meant to go through that in your subsequent lives now everybody looks at 
karam as a bad thing but it's not karam or karma I'll resort to karma because people understand that more karma is not only bad it's good deeds too so there are things that you do in your past lives which are meant to carry forward and these are associated with the lessons you have to learn in every life based on your soul plan so every physical body has a soul as we all know and we all believe in but and this soul again this is tied to the religious beliefs of people sometimes but this is how it works is that when we die then we go somewhere and then we have a soul plan which is created by our counselors whoever they are up there wherever they are and by us too we are involved in that process so just like your teacher prepares a plan for you for if you are in ninth grade this is what all you will be learning and this is your lesson plan in ninth grade and then if you want to do some ap classes because you want to get challenged more then you take up ap math and ap stats and things like that similarly every soul has to go through some learning but then there are some souls who want to challenge themselves more so there is a basic learning and then there is a challenge learning so if as a soul i was a healer in my past life then i was supposed to learn the healing techniques and methods to be able to extend that to the human life but maybe in my past life uh, even though i had decided from my uh, from my soul plan that okay i'm going to be a healer and i'm going to learn reiki but when i was born then i became a singer and i forgot all about learning healing so then what happened was that even because i decided to become a singer and not choose the plan which i had created for myself and learn the healing then i died as a singer then i come back into the next life now that lesson plan of being a healer is still there so i still have to learn those things so when i came in this life i became an it professional and i chose not to still continue my path for healing and not become a healer so then the universe shakes you up hello get up here you are you agreed to be a healer so here you are we are shaking you up we are pushing you learn this lesson in this lifetime or you will come back again and then you will again have to go through this lesson so that is our soul plan and that is called soul plan soul lessons karam so if i was a good person in my last life then i accumulate good deeds if i was a bad person in my last life and i still did not learn the lessons which i was meant to learn then obviously in this life i will be thrown into uh, situations where i will be tested and i will be made to understand that okay this is the lesson come on remember this is the lesson you had to learn and then i awaken and i become aware what all i needed to do and then i start doing those things now some people choose challenging lessons so that they can challenge themselves more and they can move faster towards the path of ascension so here i would just take a, 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 an example that suppose 
I was going to be a healer, but then I was wanting to be a healer who was like this, you know, at the top most healer uh, in the United States. So now I will choose that, but I will also be thrown a lot of challenges in my path to get to where I want to get. So maybe I don't have enough money to get to the level I want to get. Maybe I don't have um, a family that supports me. So uh, the, my, my lesson plan will become more and more challenging. And then it becomes up to me how much I can push myself to learn that challenging lesson, to get there and then achieve the highest uh, level of ascension. And that's called moksha in Hindi, which means that now you stop reincarnating in this uh, on this planet and then you just move on to become one of the ascended masters like Buddha or Jesus or Sai Baba or whoever. So then you stop reincarnating and you have reached the highest level of ascension and then reincarnation becomes your choice rather than your necessity. So that that's that's how I would describe and I hope I was able to answer your question not going away from what you were asking. Now this keeps my dream alive of being a drummer in another life so I'm very happy about this. <laughs> that's good. There you go. Yes. I, I do have a question. So sure. when we talk about what people were in a past life, I think most probably when they hear this think about this is a past life that has happened long ago, like well before now. But a little con context to my question is my son was born after many years of trying and we couldn't have, have a child. And it sort of came out of nowhere. And since he's been born, there have been so many moments where I feel that he is an amalgam of all of these different personalities in my life, in my wife's life, that he's never met before. And is it possible that somebody could be born and, in your opinion, sort of be what I just described as an amalgam of, of people in your past life that is sort of now a, a manifestation of, of all of the, the things that I guess uh, remind you of somebody else where it's like his past, like in a past life, he was all of these different people that happened to be in my present or does it have to just be somebody who you've never met or is just so far away from today's reality? No, so there is something, uh, so obviously it, we are all connected, but then we have uh, some soul families and soul connections and people come back into our lives, uh, definitely for sure. I have uh, people in my life uh, who have been connected to me from my past lives and um, very strongly connected. Um, like I, uh, so definitely um, your son could be somebody whom you were connected to or your wife was connected to in your past life. And you and your wife could also be connected from a past life. That's very much possible. And uh, that's why uh, a lot of times, not only just our own family, even our friends, like um, I have met so many friends of mine uh, whom I have just met, you know, like out of the blue, like uh, my best friend, I met her in college and it was 10 minutes of introduction and we are friends for 35 years now. And uh, similarly, 
uh, a friend I met at a toy store and out of the blue, and then we became best friends. And then uh, I have a nephew who always has felt connected to me so strongly, which I, I mean, I did not know uh, the connection before till I got into this past life regression that how I was connected to him. Uh, so yes, uh, people from our past lives come into our current lives uh, because, and they can become our friends, they can become our family, uh, they can become our teachers, mentors, and that's where soulmates come in. So it is very, very much possible that your son is from some from uh, is somebody from your past life, and he chose to come back into your life when the time was right. Uh, and you might have a soul contract with them, uh, which you can look into when you have a past life regression done. Wow. Funny you say that, actually, Matt, because my wife's father passed while she was uh, she was expecting our second child. And he is, he's a very unique character. Like, he's not that unique, actually, because he reminds us entirely of her father. I mean, he is a very, for a four-year-old, he is incredibly calm. He's very thoughtful and very intelligent. All the things that Kim's father was, and it's something that we do find quite peculiar. And there's, it's, it's almost like a running joke in the family that that, that, that spirit is just passed on, in, on into him and he's continuing to be. And, you know, it's, it's lovely for, for, you know, for my wife's mother just to have that, share some more time with him in many ways. Yeah. I mean, it's possible too, that the good deeds that people did in a previous life, their soul getting passed on to somebody else is part of what we talked about with karma, right? The good part of karma. Cause you're, you're so right in that, Everybody always uses that term as what well, karma is going to get you because X, Y, and Z. And it's it's almost as if something that you do that is a negative couldn't possibly be outshined by all the things you do as a positive because everybody, even the best person, Gandhi, was had something that they did that they would not be proud of. And the idea right. that we can't overcome that is ridiculous. But maybe it is a sign that your soul, if you've done what you feel is the right thing throughout your life can be passed on to somebody else. And then we get to experience that because it's just very strange. Like I said, my son will do things, act in a certain way of people that he's never met who passed before he ever was physically manifested on this earth. And it is very possible. I mean, anything's possible, obviously, but um, it's good to know that you go through that too, Beans, because it's just, it's crazy sometimes when you have that moment of, I've been here before with somebody who existed long before you ever did. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Now we're getting to round about the hour, Mark. We do normally wrap things up, but before we do, I just want to look at some of the myths of hypnosis as well, because we've talked about how it works and we've understood a little bit about past life regression. I guess it's not something that we're ever going to thoroughly understand unless we do that ourselves. But in terms of, Hypnosis. When you think about hypnosis, you mentioned it earlier, you think about the stage hypnotists and you think about somebody having control over your physical body. Are those things that are, are, are they genuine? So yes, hypnosis, somebody can definitely control you. But at the same time, uh, you have a lot of control over yourself uh, because all hypnosis is self-hypnosis because you are letting yourself go into that hypnosis state of mind, hypnotic state of mind. So I would definitely tell the people out there if and when they want to go for hypnotherapy, they need to definitely get it done from somebody whom they can trust. 
so because it can be used in a negative way for people like especially women going to somebody who is completely unknown so you have to be uh, knowing of you know being trustworthy of the person you are going there for but you always should have the control and your hypnotherapist should tell you uh, before they start the hypnotherapy that you are in full control of yourself so that is one thing and the other thing is hypnotherapy has proven more effective than regular therapy and there is a lot of research so it goes even a level beyond the psychotherapy and um, this 95 percent chances of improvement of your condition with hypnotherapy versus regular therapy and it only takes very few sessions to do the job versus a regular therapy so if you are going for anxiety or depression to a regular therapist you might be there for one year sometimes even two years uh, having regular sessions but with hypnotherapy it can change you in just five sessions that's all it takes so a good hypnotherapist can change your perspective reprogram your memories in the subconscious which are creating those traumatic triggers in your mind erase those triggers and change your perspective about that in just few sessions so it is definitely more effective and it's not it's nowhere near like stage hypnosis for sure cool it's good to know have you got any other questions matt before we wrap it up i don't because it sounds like this is not something like traditional therapy where many times people feel like they're going to be in this forever this could be something that has a very finite endpoint and I think that that probably gives people more of a sense of comfort because they know that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. They can get there because I know traditional therapy can sometimes make people feel as if they're never going to get better. But I appreciate you being candid about it, open about all of this, confident in, in your beliefs because many people would consider this skeptical, right? Like they would look at you and think you're crazy. And I think that it's always great to me to have somebody be genuine, authentic about what they believe in and to not back down in any way from it and to give, give examples of ways that they have helped people. And honestly, helping one person is better than helping zero. So I applaud you for that. Thank you so much. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So before we wrap things up, it just leaves it me really. I have to say thank you, Matt, for stepping into the void left by the other two guys. You've done a far better job than they ever did, and you can quote me on that. I mean, that's that, that, that's a little strong, isn't it? You're not going to get that good karma you're talking about. They are. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah, Gaz is going to come back and be you in a next life, so you better watch out. Well, he must have been very bad then, if that's the case. <laughs> He's a Bears fan. Give him, you know. Exactly, exactly. And thank you to Shika as well. I've really enjoyed this. My experiences with past life regression, like I say, are things that I've read, and that listening to that vinyl of the past life regression of the the, the individual who's experiencing them burning to death, obviously made quite an imprint on me when I heard it when I was very very young, and I wanted to find out a little bit more about it, and I think I have done tonight. So, can you is, is there any websites or anything you can point people to that if they want to get in contact with you after listening to this sure i will definitely put my details in the youtube video and everywhere else but also uh, the best way to reach me is by my number it's 
6249063 and you can whatsapp me or text me on call me if you're in the us and i do the sessions online also and so yes definitely they can reach out to me if they have even more questions and i do free 30 minute consultations so any more answer uh, questions you have for me i can answer those for you too and then i will be looking forward to working with matt and adam you too maybe you can have your past life regression done too and find oh, out more about yourselves indeed indeed that'd be interesting because I, i do like the idea that the people that we were in the past are still with us now and in fact that we are those people and they are me if that makes any sense so yeah. Yeah. did you want to say your goodbyes to our listeners then shika yes thank you so much for firstly having me on this show it was awesome talking about everything and i always feel very passionate sharing my spiritual experiences and what i do and i hope more and more people can connect and relate to their spiritual experiences and not feel shy about discussing it out openly so uh, thank you to both of you for being such wonderful hosts and to all the people who were watching and to all the people who would be listening uh, to this in the future once again feel free to get in touch with me and thank you so much again thank you thank you Matt, did you want to say your goodbyes? Goodbye, I guess. It was a pleasure to be on here. To Hopefully my face and voice was welcome to some newcomers, whether you are listening in the U.S., in the U.K., wherever. It's been a pleasure. I'm happy to, happy to step in for the boys, and uh, you can always call me whenever you need me. I'm always happy to help. Much appreciated. And while you're here, why don't you give a shout-out to your podcasts again and tell people where they can find you on social media. This is such a cringe thing for me to do. I hate shouting myself out because honestly, it's just not in my nature. But I you know, host a couple podcasts. You can find them at mattysmedia.com. It's my website. I'm all over social media, but I don't really use it all that much. I find it to be not really my thing. But um, I'm just having a good time out in podcasting. So if you search Matt Freights, F-R-A-T-E-S, you'll find me and all my podcasts because my name is on them. I'm not hiding myself. So uh, if you want to listen to it, go for it. If not, cool with me. I'm happy to do the content for one or a thousand people. Exactly, exactly. And we do take that exact approach here at Tallboy Radio as well. So it just leaves me then to say again, thank you to both of you for joining me. I found it a very fascinating conversation. I've lo loved hearing your answers. And I really appreciate the question that you've asked as well tonight, Matt. You know, it's given us a different insight. And I always do find that quite useful. So... I will say goodbye for now and we'll be joining you again next week when we will, of course, be talking about something entirely different again altogether. See you later.